This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Good morning and welcome to the show, everybody. Got a lot to talk about with NFL Week 9, so let's get right down to it. I'm going to go through my against the spread picks. We're going to talk a little DFS, and you know, if uh, there are any time left to get this episode uploaded, I'll probably try to go through uh, one or two uh, uh, fantasy, uh, regular fantasy starter or sit questions. So uh, getting right down to it. the first game in the early slate we're going to talk about is Baltimore traveling to Indy. Uh, this line shifted quite a bit because this one was Ravens uh, minus three and a half. It's been bet all the way to Baltimore, uh, even being a pick em or a, a, a one point underdog. You know, Ravens got a lot of question marks. You know, I think the public is still looking at this Ravens team as. Uh, uh, one where they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. Uh, there are some question marks. Uh, but the thing of the matter is, the Colts are coming off a bye week. Uh, you know, it's th- this one is not that easy. Uh, to be honest, the Colts are five and two coming off the bye. Uh, you know, I gotta take the Colts here. Uh, you know, if I if I'm in a picks pool and I've got the Colts, uh, uh. Uh, uh, as a three-point underdog, I, I mean, that's hard to pass up, but re- realistically. Now, the way this line eventually got bet down, you know, yeah, you can, uh, you would, uh, you would say you'd still pick uh, the Ravens uh, to win uh, straight up, but uh, the Colts, uh, you know, if you give me a field goal, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it. So, uh, Colts will be uh, the spread pick. Uh, the way this line has shifted, I still would take the Ravens to win on the money line. But uh, honestly, this is not a line I really want to uh, touch all that much. So uh, this would be a pass straight up betting wise. But if you were in a picks pool and got the early lock on the lines, yeah, I would take a Indy uh, as as the underdog. Next up, Kansas City. Uh, against Carolina again, another game where the line shifted all over the place. KC opened up uh, as a ten-point favorite, and then it started getting all swirly in terms of how the line looked, and I can't figure out why. You know, uh, you know, just because Kansas City didn't cover against the Jets didn't mean it was. Uh, I mean, the, Kansas City did cover against the Jets. What am I talking about? They did cover against the Jets. Uh, you know, I guess they expected Kansas City to blow out the Jets even further. I, I, you know, I'm I'm not quite following the betting pattern here. Uh, Carolina got beat by Atlanta uh, on uh, Thursday night football, so they got the extra couple of days of rest. But 
realistically, this is a, a spot for KC to take a, uh, take control. Now, you, you can make the case that maybe Kansas City uh, just looks past Carolina, but outside of that, there, there's nothing here in this Carolina squad that uh, tells me anything that uh, they're not going to lose by two touchdowns here to the Chiefs. So, uh, to me, I, I'm betting this one, uh, and I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs, uh, you know, um, my, uh, minus 10. I mean, to me, I, I think Kansas City wins by two touchdowns. I, I don't think this one's all that close. So what, them winning by two scores, uh, at worst, it gets me even. But, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs here. Moving on to Tennessee against Chicago. Uh, all right, so here's the deal. Uh, Tennessee has dropped two games. Chicago's dropped two games. Who do I think is actually the better team? You know, I... I do have my questions about Tennessee, but we know what Nick Foles is. We know Nick Foles isn't that good. We know Mitch Trubisky isn't that good. We know the Bears passing game is suspect. We know David Montgomery will fall down at the slightest sign of contact and is only going to get you three yards of carry, no matter if he gets tackled or not. So I don't know what I'm supposed to expect with this Bears team other than mediocre offense. The Bears' defense is going to have to win this game uh, uh, for them. And, you know, I'd rather not take uh, roll the dice that the Bears' defense can get a defensive touchdown uh, to win this game. Uh, I, I'm just saying, you know, Bears uh, plus five and a half, <sighs> I guess I take the Bears. I don't like it. Uh, because t- uh, Tennessee's defense has been suspect. Could the Bears get a backdoor cover at the very end? Yeah, uh, but Tennessee's defense hasn't been consistent enough to make me feel confident about taking them as a touchdown. Uh, basically, you would need a touchdown uh, to cover here. I don't feel great about those odds. So I will begrudgingly take the Bears in the pick pool, but uh, as for straight-up bets, not even uh, going to touch this one. Uh, this one's just... a. Uh, uh, move all, move along uh, type of game. Next up, uh, Denver traveling to Atlanta. Uh, this one's simple. Uh, folks are treating the Falcons uh, like world beaters, uh, uh, you know, since they beat Carolina on Thursday night football. You know, Atlanta got their big-time primetime game win uh, against the Carolina teams. That, that, that's not very good. Uh, Atlanta still sucks there's no getting around it. You got question marks about uh, Calvin Ridley being healthy. They say he's doubtful to play. You know, if Ridley is doubtful to play from a regular fantasy standpoint, I would say uh, it's a, and you need a, a, a roster filler. I would say pick up Russell Gage or Christian Blake uh, for your wide receiver spot, uh, just because they're going to get volume. You know, Hayden Hurst maybe might get an uptick. But this is going to be a Julio Jones game. If Julio Jones balls, then Atlanta could win this game. If Julio Jones just kind of uh, goes into uh, the ether and, you know, has a meh game where he only gets you about 60 yards on four catches, Atlanta's dropping this game. Uh, you know, I would uh, bet on Denver uh, because I, I'm not I'm not remotely convinced that Atlanta's any good. Uh, some of the public money's coming in on Atlanta. I would take the Denver side of the fence. I like Fant, uh, Noah Fant, the tight end for Denver quite a bit. 
I like Jerry Judy quite a bit. Uh, so Fant and Judy would be uh, some DFS plays. I really like them on FanDuel over DraftKings. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just kind of look at this game as uh, this is a spot for Denver to do quite well in on the road. Uh, even though it's a one o'clock start, I, I still like Denver uh, to take care of business against Atlanta. Next up, uh, divisional matchup between Detroit and uh, traveling to Minnesota. Uh, I mean, both these teams are not good. Uh, let's just get that out of the way. But uh, with that being said, uh, this line came down a little bit. I expect this game to be close. And because it's going to be close, you know, I uh, as long as this line is above uh, three and, it, you know, as a dog, you know, I got to take uh, Detroit. Uh, you know, if you get a four or four and a half line, uh, depending on your, your picks pool, I would take Detroit. Would I bet them outright? No, uh, this is n- not one of those games that I would feel great about uh, betting. But, uh, you know, I would take uh, Detroit uh, with a four and a half line. It, You know, this one looks to be like it will come down to a field goal kind of game. So I would take Detroit in that spot. Next up, Houston and Jacksonville, two teams that both suck. Uh, again, th- there's just nothing here that is remotely appetizing. I mean, from the perspective of the Jags, they're trying to tank for Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Houston, on the other hand, you know, they probably don't have a shot at the division, but they're still going after it anyway. Um, So I just look at it from the standpoint of Houston should take care of business. Uh, You know, I don't trust Houston as uh, any kind of uh, large favorite. And I mean, they would have to win by a touchdown, but it's a lot to ask for the Jags to uh, not let the rope go, if you will, it come the fourth quarter. So I, I think unless the Jags have a lead, uh, I, I think Houston uh, puts up a couple of points uh, uh, to get clear of the line. So I would take Houston. Uh, I'm not outright looking to bet it, but uh, for a pig's pool, I, I would take Houston. Uh, next up, we got this terrible matchup between the Giants and the Washington football team. Uh, Washington tanked the last go around uh, and gave the Giants a a victory that they had no business winning. But um, the Giants have not won. Uh, And uh, the only thing I can say about this game is I hope to watch as little of it as humanly possible. So that's all my commentary is going to be. If you want to play guys like McLaurin and Slayton, knock yourselves out. Uh, Just be prepared that they can easily bust because between Jones and Kyle Allen, they both could easily bust. And this game goes absolutely nowhere today uh, and ends up being a little scoring. So I I do not see much uh, appeal about this game at all. So I'm going to turn the chapter. for picks pool reasons, I take Washington three and a half points. I'd avoid this game like the plague uh, from a betting standpoint. Next up is the uh, feature game of the one o'clock slate. Seattle traveling to Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo, a three-point underdog. Here's the thing. I, I just, uh, I just have issues with 
this Bills team. I don't think they're as good as advertised, but the circumstances behind this one, Seattle's got the bulk of their schedule coming up over the next month. Uh, you know, they're traveling out to Buffalo, New York. They are going to be miserable. It's, uh, well, it's not actually, it's actually a decent spring day, uh, shockingly. Uh, so it's not going to be the cold, frigid temperatures that you would have expected to be in play for November weather in Buffalo. Uh, you know, I actually think Seattle's going to be putting up very good points here. Uh, and this is going to be the most popular game uh, from a DFS perspective. Because right? you got Josh Allen, you got Russell Westbrook, uh, you got Stefan Diggs versus Lockett and Metcalf. You know, there's a lot of plays from a wide receiver standpoint that they can go to. Uh, Seattle obviously doing a run back by committee approach. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think with Ted Lasso, you, you, I, I mean, I, I, I gotta, I gotta be, uh, uh, perfectly honest. Uh, I, um, I, I really do not have a, um, I don't have a, a good feeling about this one. Uh, you know, like this is like one of those Ted Lasso. I got to go with my gut kind of things. Like, uh, for those of you watching the comedy, uh, but you know, it's one of those things where I don't have a great feel for Seattle today. I know all the public's going to be on Seattle. This kind of feels like one of those. I'm going to take a, uh, a flyer on Buffalo on the money line to win outright. It, you know, it just feels a little bit off. I, I can't put my finger on what exactly I think Seattle has going against them today. It just feels like one of those games where Seattle, uh, we see this from time to time, where they just go in and they just have a bad day at the office. And, I, and I, I'm and i struggling with that one because realistically, that's not like uh, a gut feel isn't a great way to do, uh, do your picks. But, you know, the way Buffalo matches up against Seattle, I think Seattle's going to have a tougher time running the football, which is what Seattle wants to do on offense especially uh, 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 with uh, some of the recent games and kind of losing control of the pace. They want to calm things down as much as possible. And Buffalo is going to be playing all over the place, trying to force fumbles. You know, I think that there's a very real possibility that this ends up being the shootout game and determines the slate. So, yeah, you can fade the game, but... I would not do that as a recommendation. I think you got to play some uh, drivers from this race. It's just a matter of which drivers end end up uh, being uh, the most valuable. But uh, I I think at some point, sooner or later, uh, there's going to be some conflict tied to this game uh, that will uh, determine uh, who's going to win the slate. I I just feel in my bones that that game's probably going to be the one uh, that uh, determines the slate, depending on who you picked, and just uh, how you faded certain players. Uh, I think uh, that's going to have to be how the uh, optimal bill goes. All right, moving on to the 4 o'clock window. We got Ve- uh, the Los uh, Angeles, uh, oh, well, Las Vegas, whatever. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's, it's the Oakland Raiders. Uh, uh, o- Oakland Raiders via Las Vegas. Uh, traveling uh, to 
uh, play the Chargers, uh, shortest road trip of the year for the Raiders, uh, non-existent fan base for the Chargers just because of how ticked off they are uh, with how the Chargers handled everything. I got to I gotta say that uh, this feels as though it's a Gruden spot. Uh, I will fade uh, the Raiders in other uh, matchups later on this year. Uh, uh, but, uh, I, I think today, uh, this one actually kind of, uh, benefits the Raiders, uh, and, and kind of going from there. So I, I would go, uh, uh, with, uh, the story being told by the wrestlers. Um, but, uh, I mean, uh, uh, uh being the, uh, uh, determined by the, uh, uh, the competitors. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I just... I, I I just don't necessarily see the play here, so I I would lean more towards a side of caution with uh, actually betting this one outright. But for a picks pool, I, I take Vegas. Uh, next up, Arizona hosting Miami. Miami's better than people think. Arizona four and a half point favorites. Uh, but the question mark is Tua still starting, and Tua didn't show anything last week. Tua in a road start, there's no way I can pick a rookie QB that looked as shaky as Tua did last week. Yeah, maybe he got some of the cobwebs and nervousness out of his system, but there's still too much going on to be able to trust him to handle a high-profile meeting like that so early in his uh, uh, not even term yet because he hasn't even been uh, he hasn't even been uh, kind of uh, uh, sworn in as the uh, Full time uh, starter from year for years to come. Uh, you know, it was more of a uh, a plug and play situation with Tua because they're trying to evaluate whether or not they're going to commit to this guy long term. Which I talked about in a previous episode. So I, I do have some concerns about any plays from this game outside of Chase Edmonds. I think you can run on Miami. I think Edmonds uh, can catch the pass out of the backfield as well. Uh, that would make a, a decent enough difference. So. Uh, that's that's where I kind of look at it from a DFS perspective. I'd be looking at Chase Edmonds, but not much else going on in this game, uh, and I'd kind of avoid it outright from a betting perspective. Uh, up next, the Steelers uh, traveling to Dallas. Cowboys are an absolute mess and a joke. They won't actually bring in a reliable veteran QB. Uh, Dalton still isn't ready to go, so we got Garrett Gilbert. Man, it, it might as well... Uh, uh, put his face on the back of a milk carton because no one would be able to pick him out of the bot, uh, out of the back of a, a, a lineup. Uh, you know, this is done. Uh, you know, point blank, this game's already over. Uh, you, you're taking Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm sorry. The, the, I'm just wasting my breath uh, talking about the Cowboys uh, with respect to that game. All right. Uh, New Orleans in the Sunday night game. Uh, going uh, to play Tampa. Tampa, four-and-a-half-point favorites, and I'm taking Tampa. You know, uh, New Orleans won that first game. It was the first game of the year. They got a pick six against Brady. You know, uh, Tampa shot themselves in the foot a couple of times on offense. I think the, the fl- uh, script gets flipped this time. New Orleans has looked far less impressive. We're still not entirely sure what the Michael Thomas situation is, uh, but, uh, you know, I would take my chances with... Uh, uh, with Tampa in that one. I just don't see a whole lot going on that would make a, a sizable difference uh, on a, a number of these shootings. But uh, 
I would uh, certainly take that under heesement. Uh, but uh, it, it's not exactly one where you can be uh, cavalier about the invite. So, uh, y- you know, I-, I think with everything going on, if New Orleans, uh, if Tampa drops this game to New Orleans and they get swept in the season series, the division's over. This is the last stand for uh, Tampa, and I think they show up and execute uh, today. I, I feel very confident about uh, Tampa in both picks pools and betting it outright that they're going to win. Uh, I just don't, I don't see uh, the pathway for New Orleans to get the job done, especially uh, when it's. Uh, Obvious that uh, Michael Thomas isn't playing today. I, I don't like it at all. And then finally, we got uh, the Pats traveling to New York to play the Jets. Uh, New England has been <laughs> underwhelming, to say the least. But the Jets are actively tanking again. And, you know, with these teams that are just bad, just flat out bad, and you can see how they're tanking, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. So I just, I don't see any value here uh, with uh, even trying to mess around with the Jets. I think the play is New England or go home and and, and call it a week. And, you know, that's the way I kind of feel about it. I, I would just take uh, New England and move on. There's just nothing of value here in this game from, uh Fancy perspective, DFS perspective, like there's just nothing there. So uh, that's where I, I kind of come down uh, on uh, on the subject. That I just don't see a whole lot going on in, in this Monday night game. I mean, I'll do some showdown lineups, but there's not uh, there's not much uh, there, there's not much to it that uh, I would have uh, any interest in in going for it. So uh, you know, in terms of some uh, last-minute uh, advice. Okay, so we got uh, got a question here. LeGarrette Blunt or playing uh, David Montgomery? Hmm. You know, Blunt has to deal with the timeshare with Ronald Jones, but as I said before, David Montgomery... We'll only get you three yards. Like, you know what your floor is with David Montgomery. It's just not going to be any good. So I have an issue with trying to play David Montgomery when you know he's not going to put up major numbers and you have to get uh, that station to uh, 30,000 to even hang that uh, messaging down uh, without, uh, you know, squandering so much fabric. Uh, I mean, I mean the the groundwork being laid down on uh, some of these uh, areas. I I just I, I I don't I don't see I don't see much out of, outside of a showdown. Uh, like in terms of uh, Montgomery and Blunt, in you know head to head, Blunt is going to. I, oh my God, I, I'm saying Blunt. I mean Leonard Fournette is going to uh, be that Blunt instrument like uh, LeGarrette Blunt was and just closing out games and just running over teams. I just don't see where uh, you're going to get David Montgomery to be this elite running back where he's getting 
15 uh, to 20 points per week. I think he's an 11 to 12 guy, and that's pretty much what you can expect from a week in, week out. I just don't see it. So uh, that's where I kind of land on uh, the pick standpoint. Now, uh, let's get into uh, some of the build. So on over on FanDuel, uh, I think this uh, this is the build, and I'm pretty much going to be sticking uh, uh, with it uh, throughout. Uh, you know, it just kind of comes out, and I and I mentioned this before uh, because I like uh, Jerry Judy, uh, and I like uh, Noah Fant. So the, the build is going to be Russell Wilson, David Johnson. Dalvin Cook, Jerry Judy, John Brown, who's a, a bit too cheap uh, in uh, uh, for the Bills, uh, but he's been out. Uh, Tyler Lockett, no fan at tight end, and Chase Edmonds at running back with the Texans defense. I think on FanDuel, this build kind of covers all the bases. Uh, you got your stack with uh, Russell Wilson. You run it back with John Brown. I like uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, uh, and Edmonds, uh, David Johnson should get good volume against the Jags and, and kind of run down the clock. And so also, uh, you play Texas defense, hoping the Jags turn the ball over. But I, I just think it's a very balanced build for FanDuel purposes uh, moving forward. Now, over on the DraftKings side of the aisle, I'm actually going to take the other side of the game and uh, uh, play Josh Allen because I, I think with the pricing for DraftKings, it's a little bit on the wonkier side that, uh, you know, uh, you're paying 7K for a QB, uh, but with Josh Allen's upside, you know, he could be closer to uh, eight. And I just think that, you know, he's going to get you the floor because he's going to make first downs running and throwing, scrambling. Uh, and there's not going to be much of an answer from Seattle. They struggle mightily against scrambling QBs. It's going to be, whether or not uh, Allen has the structure to know how he's being successful and if he needs to do anything to change it. Uh, but, uh, you know, you at least got to have the foundation first. And it's pretty obvious uh, that the team does not have any sense of rhythm going on. Uh, but, uh, you know, I-, I will take these uh, comments uh, in in uh, better support of the group. But, uh, you know, I-, I just look at it from a DraftKings perspective, when you have uh, uh, Josh Allen in there, you can play Cook, you can play Jacobs, and Lockett, and then you start going down with the cheaper option. So you got Marvin Jones and and Marcus Johnson at 3K for the Colts. You know, when you have uh, such a low salary, you can start fitting in players. So you can fit in an Evan Ingram. You can fit in Chase Edmonds. Like, the key is having enough balance in the uh, stars and scrubs build where you've got good value uh, that will be on the chalkier side, uh, but uh, it's at least justifiable. It's when you have bad chalk, that's when you get yourself into trouble because you, you get burned up uh, with a lineup that realistically should, uh, uh, shouldn't have really worked. So uh, I kind of look at it from that perspective uh, for DFS uh, purposes. Uh, you know, I liked, uh, again, I, I liked the Seattle Buffalo game. And the reason why it, it's Tyler Lockett over DK Metcalf is that the Bills defense, uh, usually funnels players through the middle. Uh, uh, sometimes, uh, it's the teams that, uh, don't, uh, will give up the outside 
uh, but don't want you to go up the middle. The Bills kind of force you to go up the middle, and without uh, having a plan together to uh, stop uh, uh, stop what we're, we're we're seeing over the top uh, in the slot, I, I think that uh, you know this screams to be a locky game uh, above all else for Seattle. So uh, that's the reason why I, I have a big share of Seattle. On the Buffalo side, I'd I'd rather run uh, uh, Josh Allen naked because he spreads the ball around enough that I don't necessarily see the value in paying up for some of these players when I know the the target share is going to be split uh, as evenly as possible. So it makes it very hard as a receiver to know when uh, to expect the ball. But we'll see. As we go along, I'm sure there will be different requests. So, uh, that's going to be all for the show today. I'll get this up uh, loaded just so you guys can listen in and make some uh, last-minute tweaks uh, to your uh, lineups or uh, decide on where you want to go on uh, the prop uh, the prop side, of, uh, prop side of the house or just a general election items. Uh, but uh, that's all for now. Uh, have a good one, and uh, good luck out there today. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets.